Hello, this is B'nai Dior, the Coach Guardian, and welcome from wherever you are to Coach Pep Talk, the podcast for people who run their own coaching businesses. Each week, I talk to an expert who shares wisdom that helps us be better coaches and better coaching business owners. This week, I have an amazing man on the show, Ben Joya, and he will be talking to us about how you can create your very own coaching elevator pitch with a heart. I'll see you on the other side. Coach Pep Talk is proudly brought to you by Life Coach Office, the one-stop shop for managing your coaching business totally online. You can manage all of your client files in one secure, backed-up space, and your clients can have access to share documents, videos, audio files, and keep a full journal of all of your coaching meetings together and more. There's so much you can do in Life Coach Office that the best thing to do is to jump on and sign up for the free seven-day trial. There's no credit card required. All you have to do is put in an email address and you're good to go. So sign up for Life Coach Office free seven-day trial at lifecoachoffice.com. I'd like to introduce you to Ben Joya. He's a speaker, coach, and best-selling author and president of InfluenceWithAHeart.com. He shows people how to make a bigger impact by inspiring their clients, customers, or audience to say yes. Ben has helped transform cultures at Fortune 100 companies, trained global business leaders at Stanford, created mindfulness and empathy video games for 16,000 customer experience reps, won an award for the ALS Association and served 32 million people by helping launch one of the biggest magazines in the world. I'm so excited to have Ben on the call today. Um, credentials aside, I mean, which are mind-blowing, Ben is just one of the most down-to-earth, easy-to-talk-to guys that you'll meet, and he really helps you nail your messaging in a way that is gracious and calibrates your audience. So without any further ado, let's hear what Ben has to say about how we can create our own elevator pitches with a heart. Hello, Ben, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Benet. It's a pleasure to be here. It is an absolute honor to have you on the show today after seeing you at Nicola's retreat about two weeks ago. I'm feeling on fire and yeah, I was really inspired by all the content that you brought to the table there and shared with all of us. So thank you so much for coming on and joining us today. You're very welcome. I'm glad to have the chance to do that in the first place and I'm back for more. Yes. Well, so what really inspired me at that retreat, and I was like, oh my gosh, my audience needs to learn about this, is your approach to doing an elevator pitch. But isn't like any other elevator pitch I've ever heard? It's an elevator pitch with heart. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I think so many of us are, you know, we hear that we need to do an elevator pitch and we probably have an elevator pitch of some sort or another. And, you know, there's that usual format or structure of, you know, my name is so-and-so, I help people do this so they can reach this kind of goal, or I help people avoid this kind of pain so they can achieve this kind of outcome. And that's all great and well and important. Uh, what I've come to really, really understand about elevator pitches is that, you know, you don't have to kind of sell the whole show, um, you know, make everything happen within that tiny, tiny space of you know, 40 seconds or whatever the case may be, but I actually invite people to think of it more like a conversation than an actual pitch. That was the difference that really made the difference for me. Why do coaches especially need to have elevator pitches with heart, a heart? Uh, 
Yeah, uh, thank you. That's, that's a great question. Um, I'd say a couple of reasons. Um, there's a, a great quote that I love from, um, from an author. I think his name is Donald Newsom. And he says, you know, people don't necessarily buy or invest in the best product or service. They buy uh, or invest in what they can understand the fastest. <laughs> um, so I think that speaks a lot to the need for an elevator pitch. You're really, really helping this potential client or customer or partner, whatever the case may be, you know, understand who you are and what you're about and not just the information, but connection to you as a human being, as a person, like how do you create that relationship or at least open the door to that relationship, you know, in those first few seconds or those first few minutes, depending on the kind of conversation and interaction that you're having. And again, connecting deeply as quickly as possible because you, know, you can overload people with all sorts of facts and information, but if you don't really impact how they feel, you know, they're not going to take any kind of next step with you. Yeah. And I mean, that's really the art of it. I'm mean, to be able to connect deeply in just a few seconds. Like, yeah. Okay. How yeah. do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> that's a I great mean, question. This, this is your way versus kind of the old way. So if you could, if you could talk about that, like if, if every coach could understand, you know, how to connect in a deep level in just a couple of seconds to their audience, the world would change in a rapid pace. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and I think there's a couple layers to this. So, you know, I am not advocating that you throw out, you know, that anybody throws out their, their elevator pitch or, you know, the things that they know, because it's really, really important for you to be able to talk in very clear descriptive language about who you are and what you do and how you help and the benefits and all that kind of stuff. Like you need to know that stuff you know, just like, you know, an athlete needs to practice, practice, practice so she can perform flawlessly. You know, it's that same kind of thing. So, you know, do the work, know how to talk to talk about your stuff you know, and make sure you know, you know, who that, who your customer is, who your client is. So you're talking to them in the words that they're using about the things that they care about, you know, the things that, you know, agitate them or excite them or whatever, you know, know them, know them well, talk to them directly. Like all of that still applies but what I'm um, inviting people to do here is to take it an extra step and, you know, turn it more into a conversation. So, you know, start by asking about the other person, right? So instead of your, instead of me coming up and saying, hey, my name is Ben and, you know, I have this company called Influence with a Heart and I help people be better leaders and communicators by using more empathy, story, and thought leadership, um, which is all true and great. <laughs> but it just, it just goes over your head. Like it's just a bunch of words. It's like, oh, what, what, what? Yeah. So, so, you know, you can start a conversation by saying, you know, my name is Ben, what's your name and what do you do? Or, you know, what's really important to you about leadership or anything to create some kind of bridge and open up some door for that person to share a little bit something about, you know, about themselves or about their company or about their challenge with you. So then when you start weaving in your elevator pitch and, and responding to them, you know, you're sharing and responding to the information that they're giving to you. And when you're doing that, you know, they're recognizing that you do care about them, that you are truly listening, and that you're not just trying to, you know, slam your information onto them. Okay, so let's imagine, let's paint a picture here. And, um, you know, you're a, you're a coach, maybe even you're a new coach. And you kind of, you could kind of have an idea about who you help and what you want to do. And you're at this, your, your first networking event, or maybe you're one of your early ones, and, and you, you meet this new person that's potentially in your, your target, your ideal client group. What, what do you do? 
where, where are people getting hung up? Right, that's two questions in once, but I'll, I'll let you that's elaborate okay. from that picture. I'll, I'll navigate as best I can. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the first part that's super, super important that not a lot of people talk about is just being really, really mindful and present first and foremost. So, you know, as you're meeting this person, being introduced to whatever the case may be, that you make it a point to do something that really grounds you and anchors you to the present moment. Take a few deep breaths, you know, feel your feet on the floor, you know, listen very closely to the person who's talking and really make them the center on center stage for you and put yourself in the back. Because so much of what you're going to say, even if you have all these great lines rehe rehearsed, is going to come out of what needs to happen in that moment, right? So try not to come with, you know, too much of an agenda other than, hey, I want to connect with this other awesome human being to see if there's a way that this person or me or both can, you know, impact a whole bunch of people in an even bigger way, right? Mm -hmm. So come in with a really positive intention, be really mindful, and then you know, start from there. So if, if you're able to ask that person, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, your business and the challenges you're facing, then you have something to work from because then you can say, oh, I hear you're dealing with the challenges of customer experience and I actually am working with a company right now and we're transforming customer experience by doing these kinds of things. I'd love to tell you a little bit more about that at some point. You know, please tell me more, <laughs> right? So I just said a little stuff about what I'm doing you know, and then asked for more information and kept putting this other person on center stage. It's like you, you know, you're very clear on, I guess, on what you're bringing to the table and the kind of work you're doing, that you're really applying the examples and the, and the language you use to them. Exactly, exactly. And, and I think that there's something that, um, you know, a lesson that coaches can actually take from consultants. One of the beautiful things about being a consultant, not every consulting experience, but many kinds of consultants, the kinds of engagements that they're doing with companies, you know, they're getting paid to learn so they can therefore get paid to deliver the solution. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you hear what I'm saying? Like, like you, yeah. consultants get hired to figure out what's going on, you know, to do research and assessments and all that kind of stuff so they can make recommendations and then the company can say, okay, great. Now, can you help us do that? So, you know, think of that, think of it in the same way, right? You don't have to, you don't have to sell anything. You don't have to push your agenda. You know, you want to just discover what's going on with these people and then connect who you are, what you're about, what you offer to the kind of things that they've shared with you. You know, I love the tip that you said. I mean, because I'm thinking about the brand new coach and, and putting myself in those shoes six or seven years ago and being just really terrified. But I guess what I was doing wrong then was I was really thinking about myself and not thinking about the person across from me. And you gave that beautiful tip of just focusing on being mindful and present and taking that deep breath and just being, being there. Uh, are, do you have any other tips like that that can help to help with that grounding or, or any other mindset stuff, you know, so that they can actually be who they need to be in that moment? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so coming in with, with the intention, you know, for the best possible outcome of everyone involved to come from a place of service that no matter what happens, you know, you're going to serve this person in some kind of way, even if it's just by being, by smiling and being pleasant and being a good listener. <laughs> like you can sometimes change a person's life by just listening, you know, 
and giving them being witness to their experience. I really love that. Let's say you're a starving coach, right? And you really want to make a sale or you're really passionate about, you know, getting the most out of this networking event. Can you talk a little bit about how just, I guess, coming in with the attention to serve and coming from a place of service and just even offering listening and smiling, how that actually can pay off over the long term and that you don't need to focus on these quick wins. Can we just explore your experience with that? Absolutely. That's a hundred percent true. There's someone, uh, uh, an old, you know, very old, not living teacher anymore. Um, I think his name is Wallace Waddles who talked about, you know, if you create more individual successes throughout the day, like you're guaranteed bigger and bigger successes over time, right? Mm -hmm. Just like, being successful, being successful, making something happen, making something happen, you know, letting those things compound over time. I want to say that first and foremost, because I think that's an important mindset for all of us to maintain all of the time, especially with our, our businesses and having the influence we want to have, you know, getting the money, getting the clients, the whole deal. It is a persistent, systemic, systematic process. Like you keep going, you keep putting input into the system, you keep trying, you keep talking to people, you keep contacting people every single day. Practice, practice, do, practice, do, practice, do over and over and over again. Like that's probably the first most important thing to remember about this. It's not sexy. It's not fun. It's what you have to do. <laughs> There's no way around it. <laughs> the second part is to remember that depending on the, the data you read, but something like you know, 80% of sales happen on the 7th through 12th contact with someone. Now, I'm speaking across an array of industries and stuff like that, but the point to take away is that, you know, 99 times out of 100, it takes multiple contacts to for somebody to know you, like you, trust you, see you as an expert or an authority, get value from you over and over again to really know that, wow, this is the person who can really help me out with my stuff. They're really speaking to me in my language about the things that are challenging me. I can see that they're accessible and they know their stuff and it feels like I could really connect with them as well as a human being. That's the point that they're going to say yes to you. Try to get that, that notion of like the one shot deal and you know, you're going to get a client tonight. You can absolutely have that intention, but don't be attached to that because, you know, the client that you get tonight, quote unquote, at that networking event is probably the client who's going to say yes to you after the seventh contact. Mm -hmm. So yes, you get that client tonight and it took you X amount of time to cultivate that and for the person to actually sit down and sign the contract with you. Could you give us an example either from your, your own situation, your, your business uh, or, you know, other coaches you've worked with, what would be... Uh, an intention that you would set for yourself before you go to, say, a networking event? Um, that I want, to, um, I want to meet the best possible people who can either give me, you know, direct or referral business, you know, that will support my ability to, to make a big impact in the world and live the life how I want to live, and for them to be as successful as possible with their businesses so they can reach the people that they want and live the life that they want to live too. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, no, that's really cool. Um, and, and one thing that I've really I, I just discovered, I guess, is I've been adopting this sort of, I guess, the organic or holographic networking approach and not focusing on the sale, but focusing on serving and just smiling and having a good energy and making a, a genuine connection and not really even thinking about my business, uh, which kind of, you know, felt a bit weird because it was a big shift from that old model. Um, yeah. But one of the things I found is, is not only have I attracted customers, but really interesting partners. I mean, that's kind of why you're here now, because we just, you know, sat together and talked about how, how we're doing. Yep. <laughs> 
and um, and this could lead into some really other interesting projects too. So I guess just being open and, and really connecting and you, you start to hear different things rather than your own forced agenda. You're flowing. Exactly. That's a really good way to say that. And I think a, a you know, kind of tangible way to put that all into action is to discover people's stories and share your stories with them. You keep asking people who they are, what they're about, what their challenges are, you know, what happened at work yesterday, what happened with the new client, what happened with the proposal. Listen to what they say to you and respond in kind, whether it's um, a recommendation, a connection, um, a new perspective, or even just silence to hear what they have to say. Be in that dynamic space of serving. And as you're asking their stories, you know, you're understanding what their challenges are, their goals, their dreams. They're using their language, right? So listen to their language, <laughs> listen to how they talk about their challenges and their goals. So you can use that too. And then when you're sharing your stories, you know, remember that you're doing it from a place of service and therefore it's okay to boast, right? <laughs> oh, a, I think that a lot of coaches need to hear that. Yeah. Can you elaborate yeah. on that just a little bit? Like, absolutely, absolutely. People are much more apt to invest in your message, product, service, vision, whatever you're offering to someone. Like I said before, when they know you, like you, or feel like they know you, that they feel like they like you, they feel like they can trust you, and they see that you're clearly an expert or authority or a thought leader you know, in your topic industry or whatever, right? Like you want to give your money to the person who you think can give you the results, which is usually someone you view as an expert. We all need to show people that we are experts in, in, in the thing that we do. And part of the, part of our expertise, you know, is our skill and experience and history and, you know, academia and all the things, certifications, et cetera. And it's also our, our special sauce, right? Yeah. It's our delivery and perspective on all of those things that no other person in the universe can do besides us. It's important to, you know, acknowledge that. So, you know, in a conversation, someone might say something to me about, yeah, I'm having a really hard time dealing with customer experience, you know, and customer loyalty as a result. And I'll say, you know, that's interesting because I'm actually working with a Fortune 100 company right now who's dealing with the same challenge. And what we're doing is we're offering a training program to them that really focuses on empathy, mindfulness, and compassionate communication. These are the kind of things that we're seeing happen. So I just totally plugged something amazing that I'm doing in front of this person, said the words Fortune 100, mm -hmm. you know, said customer experience, talked about the approach, but I didn't say, hey, we're rocking it. I say, these are the results and this is what's happening, you know, and then I could say something like, are these the kind of challenges that you're facing? You know, if not, tell me more of what you're dealing with. Yeah, I just love how you you can engage in those those kind of conversations with such grace and humility at the same time, but you are actually boasting. <laughs> totally, a hundred percent. Yeah, it, yeah, but boasting, boasting for good. <laughs> boasting for good. Okay, so coaches, listen to that. Boast for good. Can you give some examples, Ben, while we're on the topic of boasting, like the kinds of things that you need to bubble up to the surface, you know, and boast about in your own business? Let's say you're you're a new coach or you've been coaching for ten years. Like, so we've got listeners that are at all, all kind of levels. What kind of things do you want to, to continually bubble up to the surface? So it doesn't matter if you've gotten paid for these things or not. Um, and I'm not saying you shouldn't get paid for your stuff, but I'm just, you know, give yourself the space to um, have your boasts be about, you know, anything and everything. Like, however you have helped someone transform their experience, 
their thought, their relationship, their financial situation, whatever, even if it was like, you know, for your uncle Bob and, you know, you didn't take a cent from him, <laughs> that all still counts, right? So uh, tangible results, um, you know, all the things that businesses look for in results, right? They want more for profitability, more savings, um, better engagement, better employee satisfaction, greater return on their marketing, things like that. Um, things that, you know, families want, um, you know, connection, the ability to have dinner together, naming those things, articulating those things. Yeah, just, you know, really doing it from that place of talking human to human and connecting on, on points human to human. Yeah, no, I love that. And I just want to, I want to sort of underscore it for everybody who's listening. So what I heard in that coaches is, you know, it doesn't matter if it was free or paid, but really bring up the stories that were of transformation and tangible results that you've been a part of helping bring into the world. Yeah. And I'd just like to piggyback on that. Tangible results are great because, you know, ultimately you need to, you need to express those tangible results because people need to see those. And there's also the results of, you know, wow, I've never worked with someone as wonderful as Binet before. That's another kind of, that's another thing that you can say about yourself. There's not a tangible, you know, necessarily um, point to make at that point, but, but, you know, the experience that you provide is like no one else in the world, right? Or the fact that you and your company saved the day because another vendor just couldn't bring it together, you know, or another, you know, team of coaches couldn't make it happen and you stepped in, you know? Um, so it can be satisfaction. It could be people who say that you're the best version of this, right? You know, we got the savings or we got the benefit from you. We could have gotten with, um, from XYZ big coaching firm, but we oh, realized yeah. that we realized that, you know, doing it with you made it much more connected to our day-to-day -day business and the type of human beings and people that we're dealing with directly. And that's what we needed to most, the most to transform our business. Yeah, no, it's interesting because right? we get that a lot with our software. You know, they compare us to our competitors and they say it was so much easier to use than blah, you know, yeah. competitor. And it's funny because I had a client just say to me yesterday, Benet, um, I just love how you're just making all this happen in a way that I've never seen possible before. And I love your pure heart and your energy. I've been getting that a lot lately. I'm like, I think that's all really good, but I don't know what the heck to do with that. <laughs> you, you, can say, you can say that, you can use that as a testimonial, as one of your testimonials. I would recommend that. Okay. Because you know, it speaks to your character and the experience that the person is having with you. And you know, in several of the, of your other testimonials, you should, you know, like hammer on solid results. Yeah. You know? Okay. So it mix it up. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Because, you know, you don't want robotic outcomes from people um, as the only thing you don't want, you know, flowery experiential things as the only thing, like you want it all, like get the human experience in there, you know, through your testimonials and through how you talk about yourself. Yeah. You know? Cool. We're just taking notes here. Okay. Sure. <laughs> um, let's see. So then you've talked about, you know, how you can approach the, the elevator pitch with a heart in this, in this new way where you might start off by engaging with a question and, and listening and, and making sure that you're really grounded and you're responding to what that person needs to hear. Now, after you've, you've taught this to people and they've gone out into the world and they've tried to, you know, to use it, where are you finding that, that people are getting stuck or are they, or is it just like instant automatic amazingness or? It's a little bit of all of that, <laughs> <laughs> um, frankly. I believe um, it. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, so, so just one thing I want to say super quickly, um, you know, from a, from a, a strategy point of view, you can't always ask the other person, you know, what's going on with them because sometimes they ask you first and you have to say something, right? Yeah. So in that case, you know, just try to find some way to connect with common ground, you know, on a common ground. So um, if you know you're in a room with coaches then somebody says, hey, what do you do? And you say, well, you know how as a coach, you often have that challenge of A, B, and C? Well, I actually help coaches navigate that in a way that makes their life really easy. You know what I mean? So you go into something, the conversation that's in their head already, whether it's about work, whether it's about the weather outside, whether it's about something silly that just happened in politics, you know, again, trying to keep it, you know, non-confrontational, you know, enter into a space where you're on the same page and then you can take that next step and invite them into, you know, some other question, some other perspective, you know, still without having slammed, you know, your whole bio down their throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. Um, yeah. So, so as far as the, the very often, you know, these, this kind of process works uh, and it takes practice. Like you just have to keep having conversations with people and, you know, just focus on developing rapport and connection as you're, you know, telling people who you are and what you're about, right? So you're not boasting, you're giving them the information that they want and need so they can make a great decision about what to do next. And hopefully it's you in the mix. <laughs> focus on rapport, focus on good connection, focus on connecting the dots from, you know, what they need to who you are and what they offer. Well, sorry, what you offer. Right, so don't assume that they're going to make the leap or that they, they will connect. The, and I'm not knocking people's intelligence. It's just it really, really helps if we lay out the path. Hey, if you have this problem and are dealing with this, I do this, which can help you deal with that and fix it up like that. <laughs> okay, and right? what, if you, what if you get down a conversation and you're like, you're not finding any of those, those synergies of you know, the crossover with your work and what they need? What do you, how do you deal with that? Yeah, that, that, that's a great one. You can ask a fun question, an oddball question. You know, you can tell them a funny story that you just experienced or a thought-provoking situation that you just had on the bus the other day. Or you can just say to them, hey, you know, I know we're, we're all here to connect and meet a bunch of people and support each other in the best possible ways. How can I serve you? That's a good question because people often can think of something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I often get, um, I just like that you're sitting here smiling at me. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's huge because that's, yeah, if um, I, I use, I like the analogy of like, if you picture a beautiful tropical waterfall, it's usually like cascading down from a river and, you know, burbling over the rocks here and, and falling over here and then falling a little further and then there's a little pool over here and then it cascades further down the mountain, right? So there's this step-by-step flow of the water, if you can picture that. That's how you want the conversation and the interaction to be. Right? Like you just don't want to throw them over the cliff. <laughs> just bit by bit by bit. It's a gentle waterfall. It's not Niagara. It is a gentle waterfall. Yeah. So let's, um, before we wrap up, I would like to just explore because sometimes you do use your elevator pitch, like, you know, when you're posting in social media or on yeah. your website. How can you kind of em em embrace some of these ideas when it's written and you don't have that flexibility, the flexibility of a conversation. Yeah. So you can lead with a question. You know, are you, do you need 10 more clients this year? My name is Ben and I help people get 10 more clients, you know, within 12 months by doing A, B, and C or something like that. <laughs> um, so that's way, one way to do it. Um, you can make a declarative statement. 
um, that's, you know, fun, funny, or provocative, depending on who that audience is. You know, sometimes you can just do the elevator pitch, but tack on a little bit of something at the end. And then from there, you say, you can say something like, you know, do you know anybody who needs A, B, and C? If so, can you please connect us? <laughs> so, so, so there's that, you know, you're not directly saying to this person, hey, do you need my help? You're actually saying, hey, do you know anybody who needs my kind of help? So take a little bit of pressure off them. Yeah, and they might think, I do, or, oh, exactly. someone's so friend does, so if it's a win-win. <laughs> exactly, but, but you, didn't, you didn't trigger that automatic no, you know, which is embedded in all of us from, you know, from our lizard brains and 10,000 years of, you know, it's still there after 10,000 years of evolution, you know. Hey, you want to try something new? No. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> you want to try this thing out? No, because some part of us, you know, like there's some resistance to change and the things that we don't know that it just yeah. bubbles up regardless, right? Yeah. But there's so. some, there's been some cool research. I don't know any of the numbers, but on just ending on a question like that, as opposed to more of a hard sale. Um, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I, can, I feel the difference when I just imagine, you know, reading something like that versus a hard, a hard push at the yeah. end. Okay. Excellent. If there was one action that all the coaches that are listening to this episode would take as a result of, 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 of listening to this episode, what would you um, like them to do? Or think. Yeah, it's a, it's a funny to bring this down into like one thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> practice, practice, practice boasting about the truth of how amazing you are and how that has helped people and keep practicing doing that. Wonderful, Ben. Uh, thank you. I know you're doing some really awesome work and I'm really excited. I'm going to be working with you next year too. If any of our listeners want to learn more about you and the great work you're doing out there, how can they do that? Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, please visit influencewithaheart.com. -E you can find out more about my speaking and coaching and consulting. Uh, so I do all of those things. I'm doing consulting for a range of organizations. I'm doing speaking around the world, um, both online and in the flesh. <laughs> um, and then I also have a couple, of, um, a couple of smaller coaching programs that you can read about on my website as well. Wonderful. And you've gotten some, some really cool speaking gigs this year too, which is pretty exciting. Would you like to do a little tiny boast before we wrap up? I would be delighted. Yeah. This <laughs> Show us how it's done with grace. <laughs> tremendous amount of gratitude. Yeah. I had um, basically had the opportunity to speak to uh, a room full of, I guess it was about 300 people who were million dollar and up earners in a, um, in a global um, vitamin company. Uh, so people doing the network marketing model, some of them had seen me speak a year ago at Stanford University in California and said, hey, we found out you're coming to, um, we found out you're coming to Sydney, Australia. Can you come speak to us? So I had an opportunity to talk about leadership, communication, compassionate communication, and mindfulness to a bunch of really influential people. So, um, you know, planting the seeds for a whole lot of good with a whole lot of folks. Yeah, massive change. And it looks like that's going to lead you into a whole lot of book sales and some other things. So it's so yeah. exciting. Thank you. Yeah. And hopefully all of them, you know, influencing people in really, really positive ways in terms of their mindsets and lifestyles and, you know, their desire to, um, you know, create positive impact in the world. Well, thank you so much for being the coach change maker that you are, Ben. And I look You're forward thank to you. watching your continued evolution and impact. <laughs> okay. Right, right back at you. <laughs> Thanks, ben. So thank you so much for being on the show. It was an absolute delight to talk to you about creating an elevator pitch with a heart today. Awesome. Thank you, Benet.
And thank you listeners for listening to another episode of Coach Pep Talk. Please go and like the show on iTunes. We will really appreciate the good karma that that gives us for the show. Have a great day, everyone, and happy coaching. Before you head off for the day, I have a very special invitation for you. As the founder of Universal Coaching Systems, it's my mission here on this planet to contribute to raising the vibrational state of humanity. And I do that by helping coach change makers like you get your absolute best work into the world. Now, Universal Coaching Systems, my company, has put together a whole bunch of different resources and tools and assets for you to make a big impact in the world. And I'd really love to share those with you. So what you can do if you'd like to stay involved in the Universal Coaching Systems ecosystem is to go on over to our website and opt into our freebie. That'll get you on our list so that you'll get up to date with everything we can do to help you as well as be informed first of our new tools that we've got coming out soon. Get your best work to the world by going to universalcoachingsystems.com and filling in your name and email address and pressing submit. And the rest is history. Happy coaching.